everybody, and welcome to a striking Wild Ride with Stevo. Coming at you from a sold-out stop on Stevo's Bucket List Tour. And this week, we've got the exciting, the brimming with confidence, Sugar Sean O'Malley, the self-proclaimed unranked champion of the UFC. And I got to say, I love this kid. I love his confidence, and I love the conversation that we had on our ridiculously luxurious tour bus. This one's great. And like I said, I got a big show tonight and I'm going to get ready for it right now, which means I can't have this scruff on my face. Nuh-uh. Not when I'm prepared to give myself the best shave I can possibly get with my Harry's razor. I'm telling you, if you're not using these, you're not getting as good a shave as you can. That's my opinion. Plus, it's so reasonably priced, man. I am faithful to this brand for well over a year before I was introduced to them professionally. And if you go to harrys.com slash stevo, you're going to get a great deal for a limited time on a holiday season shave kit, which comes with a weighted ergonomic handle. You're going to have three razor cartridges, the travel case, which makes it safe in your toiletry kit, plus foaming shave gel. You're going to get $5 off that order and free shipping. And again, it's the best shave you can get. So go to harrys.com slash stevo to get this amazing deal and hurry up because there's a guy in your life who's tough to shop for who's going to really appreciate this shave kit. So get that for him for Christmas. Now, while I get ready for this show, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Sugar Sean O'Malley, The Sugar Show. Yeah, dude. Good to see you, brother. I feel like we're on fucking tour. I mean, you're like rock stars. Dude, sit in this in this bus. This is I know, fucking dude. sweet. Mm-hmm. It's $1.7 million podcast we got Jeez. going on right here. I think that's, that this tour bus is valued at $1.7 bucks. That's like, that's fucking crazy. That's at least what about. we tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well round it up to two. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, uh, man, congrats on, on, on everything, dude. Thank you. To be unranked and as big of a star as you are? <laughs> yeah, people fucking hate that I'm unranked. I, this this kid fought, I don't know, you watched Adrian yeah, Giannis? Yeah, yeah, I saw the whole Giannis thing. I, I, I tw- he had a fight, sweet fight. And you tweeted March. And with, I said March, it'd be sweet to fight yeah. him. And uh, and then he did an interview after someone in the, someone in the press conference or whatever asked right, I him. I listened to the whole thing. And he's like, he said, I'm trying to fight ranked guys, why would I call him out? I'm like, dude. I mean, I guess I, I would call out Peter and Dominic and Pedro, but it's like, I don't care if I fight a ranked guy. Like, that's not my next... My well, goal I mean, is not let, let, let's, let's get to what he really said, and it was very, very uh, attacking. Hurtful. It was hurtful. Yeah. He said he accused you of trying to dodge ranked appoint- opponents. Yeah, he, he, he was very... He contradicted himself. He said I was trying to dodge ranked opponents and that I was trying to fight Peter Yan and Dominic Cruz, like who ranked guys. He said I was trying to dodge him and I was trying to fight him. So I think when he got asked about the question, he got a little snake. He's like, fuck. Yeah. I don't want to fight that guy. <laughs> like he, he acknowledged I had skills and then he acknowledged that he wasn't very impressed by my very impressive knockouts over Eddie. Which the knockout's fucking... That, that knockout's legendary. Yeah. The Thomas Almeida knockout. I dropped him in the first. Let him back up just so I could knock him out again in the third. <laughs> I literally watched that fight over this morning. It's just... 
I mean, that was that was the one where it was the walk off knockout, but then pointed. but then the the ref didn't stop it. Rightfully so. so. Like he didn't stop. It. He didn't need to. Thomas Almeida was still alive. He was still like looking. I think he was looking like where, where the fuck am I? But he was still like there was no re- he could have stopped it. He could have probably saved him about a lot of damage. Um, but it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it was the ref's decision, and the ref made his decision. I was fine with it. Um, Do you know when you hit somebody, it's a knockout? Like, is there a certain like feeling yeah, that happens? Yeah, yeah. When I knocked out Eddie Wineland, uh, that, that one, one was not. That was the that highlight was of all time. But do you know right when you're connecting? Yeah, he's oh out. yeah, that one was it's clean. like hitting a home I run. Like, you just feel it right 100%. away. Hundred percent feels wow. like a home run. Yeah. Just d- dropped him, and then but the the Thomas Almeida one, you know, I hit him. I, I head kicked him, which was clean. And but he was still standing, and then I hit him with a left hand, and it didn't feel. Like, I dropped him, but it didn't feel like I put his lights out. Eddie Wineland was snor- literally yeah. snoring. He was sleeping. I knocked him out. Right. Yeah, and then the the Eddie one, you, uh, I mean, it, it, it was just like, a, a, you couldn't finish him, but you walked off, and then you, Thomas. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, then you finished him in the second round. Third. Third. Okay, yeah, yeah. there you go. My last two fights have both been uh, third round finishes with, like, not very much time left on the clock. Does right. that bum you out? Finish them out in the third, or would you re- no. rather get it done in the first? It, it doesn't matter to me. Like <laughs> I go back and watch all my fights so many times. Like at, like actually, I bet I watch my fight more than anybody watches their fights. I just I love it. I, wa- I love watching myself perform. Um, so if I finish them in the third round, it's like I get to watch more. Like there was a, there was a while there where I was knocking people out pretty fast in the first round. So I'd watch the fight and then I'd go to watch it again. I'm like fuck like. It's too sh- quick. Like I already know exactly what happens in each moment. So watching these ones that last a little bit longer, it's like it's more enjoyable to go back and watch. Especially that last fight. If the whole fucking fourteen and a half minutes was just mm-hmm. a highlight. Yeah, <clears throat> that was the one uh, on the McGregor card. Yeah, yeah, with green the, the green kid. hair guy. Yeah, and uh, man, that kid took so much abuse, but and he he was throwing bombs as well. I mean, right, like. It was a one-way war. Like, I didn't really get hit, and I beat the fuck out of him. Understood. Understood. He was throwing bombs. He was trying. He, 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 he was throwing bombs. I remember because I was there, and uh, of course I'm rooting for you. Thank and, you. And I'm thinking, fuck, man, if the, this kid's throwing fucking bombs. If, if he catches, if he catches, he could, like, I, it made me a little nervous. He was throwing such heat. But, you know, your movement was there. Like, you didn't yeah. get... He, he didn't hit me too many times. I wasn't really too worried about his skill. The thing that was most... His biggest skill was his cardio, especially uh, for taking it on short notice. Like, it was right. like two and weeks. And his chin. His chin and his cardio, I mean, that that's like a shitty way to... like. <laughs> It's a shitty way to become popular. Like he went from three thousand to one hundred thirty thousand followers from literally getting the fuck beat out of him. Like yeah. it's not a good way to become popular, but he became popular. He did an interview a week later, and I don't know if he took if this was just brain damage, but he said he trained eight days a week. I'm like, oh fuck. I made, <laughs> yeah, I'm, what did I, I do? I'm, what did I do to this poor kid? Um, nice kid, tough <clears throat> as fuck, and I'm looking forward to his next fight. Like he's got an audience now from getting beat up, but hopefully he can change that and maybe. Is he fighting again soon? He was supposed to fight in October, pulled out due to injury, which I think's good. You know what I mean? He literally just got beat up bad in July, and then like September, October, yeah. or Fuck August. Dude. So when you fought that kid, you you walked out to a six nine track. Yeah, yeah. What was that? That that that's kind of a controversial move. I tell it. 
don't dig at all. Yeah, I I think his music's good. I like it. I I, I remember it because I wasn't even sure. I was like, is this 6ix9ine? It bleeped out a lot. It's hard to tell what it was. He's going to be there at this next one. UFC 269. 6ix9ine's going to be there. I went hung out with him right after the fight. Um, I I saw you you caught some shit because you had him tattooing 6ix9ine on you. Oh, yeah. I did get a lot of shit for that. Um, Yeah, I never, like, growing up, I've never really... I mean, I guess you care what people think. In high school, you're fucking insecure and everything. But I, it was oh, like, dude, I, I care what people think, man. I'm I very, do, but I don't. Sensitive. I do, but I don't. It's like a weird, like, especially the more popular I get and the more, for whatever reason, money you get, it's like you can give less, less fucks. Like, right. I don't, I mean, I did get a lot of heat from that. But then I still posted another picture with him after. And then, like, the comments are the same shit. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But, I'm not really right. doing things just to please people. I'm sure, of just course. To, to of course. Life, and, and, and I have no doubt that 6ix9ine is an absolute sweetheart. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm good buddies with Steve Will Do It. Mm-hmm. And uh, those two are always hanging out together. And, and uh, Steve Will Do It says nothing but just the nicest things about him all the time. Yeah. I've still never met him. But, uh, well, you'll be at two, you'll see 269, right? You got to be. I, you know what? Like, dude, I'm on tour, man. I'm on this oh. bus going everywhere. Should have scheduled it in Vegas. What's the, what's yeah. the date? Two six nine. December eleventh. Uh, December eleventh. Yeah. It's be massive. Steve six. The boys are gonna be there. The Nelk boys are coming out. Mm. I'm bringing out all the all the celebrities, and I'm I'm still That's unranked. I'm I'm still on a pay per views. I'll probably never not be on a pay per view. It's actually pretty crazy to think Dominic Cruz versus Pedro Munoz, who are two top ten bantamweights. Dominic Cruz was arguably one of the best bantamweights of all time are on my prelims now at this point. I called out Dominic Cruz. Dominic right. Cruz could have said yes to fighting me and been on the main event <laughs> or main card, which doesn't really fucking matter. I'm not getting paid any more money to be on the main card than if I was the first fight of the night. Like, it's not my job to go out there and sell this fight. It's Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. They're getting pay-per-view points. I don't know if both of them are or just Charles because he's the champ. Right. I think it's just the champ. Like, they're getting, they, he has to sell a fight. I don't have to sell a fight at, in this position. So being on the main card and being on the prelims, I don't really know. it. Like, it's similar to the rankings. Like, it doesn't really matter, but it kind of does. It, it, it depends what uh, how you look at it. But yeah, it's just crazy to think those two bantamweights, <laughs> top ten, fighting for potentially title shots are on the prelims and they said no and dominic cruz said no to fighting you i call i did call both of them out i called dominic cruz out and he made it known like he did not he's not gonna fight me for whatever reason obviously he's not gonna say i don't want to fight him right like he said it because i'm not ranked or what like i don't it just does it makes no sense to me how they can say that tj TJ, TJ, yeah, TJ, Cody, Cody's moving down to 125. He'll be on that same card. Um, it's weird. Yeah, Cody's fighting at 25 now, so it's like I don't even know how realistic fighting him is anymore. <laughs> TJ's, in my opinion, one of the like after that last fight, going into that fight, I'm like, we don't know what TJ we're gonna see. We could see a like a oh shit, that guy was definitely using EPO, or we could, like, right, or we could see the TJ we saw, which was very, very, very fucking impressive. I thought Corey beat him in damage. I thought he won the fight. <laughs> But TJ was dealing with, they got his ACL or whatever torn in the first or second round and continued to fight five fives. It was very impressive. Right. Hmm. Yeah, no, that was definitely steroids was on. He was, you know, e- was fucking shoving needles in his butt. I just can't wrap my head around like him actually doing that and thinking like he's going to get away with it. Unless he, unless he had been doing it. I guess it's very expensive to test for and they don't. 
the USADA doesn't actually test for it. I think the Athletic Commission tested for it, which was uh-huh. kind of rare. So I think he would probably get away with it for a while. Right. Why are they testing for weed? Whoa, Scott Randolph with the juicy question. Does the UFC test for weed? Well, it seems to me that sometimes people just don't want certain substances involved in their program. Like, hey, I personally don't want toxic ingredients in my deodorant. That's why I use native deodorant, man. It's only quality ingredients that I can pronounce, which I know what they are, like coconut oil, shea butter. I mean, this stuff is just good quality from good people, and they don't test on any animals. They don't have aluminum. It's all just natural, good quality stuff, and I use it, and it's all I use. I love it. I'm loyal to it. And they've got all these great scents, man, plus special seasonal ones. Like for Christmas, they're doing sugar cookie, mistletoe, candy cane. Hurry up and get it. I'm telling you. Plus, I got a deal for you. You go to Native D-O. That's Native D-E-O.com slash Stevo. Or just go to nativedeo.com and use the promo code Stevo. You're going to get 20% off your first order, and you've got all great scents to choose from. You're going to figure out very quickly why this is the only deodorant I use, and I feel good about it. I smell great, it works great, and it's going to work great for you too. So go to nativedeo.com slash Stevo. Or just use the promo code Stevo to enjoy 20% off your first order. Now, let's talk about weed. Not they anymore. Give, like, don't give a fuck about weed anymore. How often do you, do you, do you stop I'm, smoking I'm, up I'm to a certain point? I'm pretty much done at this point. Uh, I find it a lot easier to get my weight down because I walk around around 157. Um, right now, I'm 152 pounds. And it and a lot of it's just like cutting the weed out at night. I get the fucking bunchies like every yeah. single time. And I could be fucking two days out from weigh-ins and get high and be like, I could just eat. Like, they always yeah. fucking get you no matter what. Munchies will get you. <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny that you you actually told what your walking weight is now. Most yeah, people don't like to talk big, about it. Yeah, it's weird. I don't really... I've never... Yeah, it's, I've never really uh, understood why. Like, I think I know why. It's because if, if people uh, admit what they're walking around at, then they're uh, potentially... Admitting that they're going to be compromised when yeah. it comes time to fight. That's a good. That's good. I mean, like, I make, I make, that could make sense. I, I usually, I'm actually lighter right now, going into this, these last couple weeks than I've ever been, just because my last like four or five weight cuts, there's been times where I'm like, I might fucking die. Like you're laying in that fucking bath Friday morning trying to get the last two pounds off, and it's like scary it's like fuck and like everyone I'm not just saying like bragging about it like that's just what fighters deal with you go you have to lose those last two pounds Friday morning and everyone's different some people be like what no I don't I I don't do but you know I'm a pretty big bantamweight but right now I'm 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 like two pounds less than I usually am so I'm pretty excited about fight week and going into the weight cut um now okay so what about fucking all Jermaine Sterling like, <laughs> what about him? <laughs> it's, it's such a big question. It, you know, like, he should change his name to, I'm just here for the comments. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of got a, it's tough because he's, he's one of the best in the world. Like, in the band, is he the champ? Yeah. He's the champ okay. by the DQ. 
But he was clearly getting worked. Okay, then the then the uh, they last just fight for the interim belt. Who? Yeah, Peter Yon yeah. yeah. okay. did the that's illegal right, name. That's right. And then. Uh, and then he fought yeah, again. Yeah, it's really weird that Sanhagen got that interim belt. I didn't chance. think so. I didn't think so because I thought he beat TJ. He's he's very he's like I mean if you ask the MMA community like do you think he's deserving of it every one of them would have said yes as far as his skill what he's done in the bantamweight division um, I I thought it was thought it, thought it was well deserved I mean it was tricky because TJ beat him but TJ right. couldn't fight Aljo pulled out because his neck it's like fuck who's the next guy Rob Font Jose Aldo are already fighting like he was the next guy and he, he it was a really sweet fight him versus Peter um, but Aljo yeah. Poor Aljo is like the comments are just fucking mm-hmm. it's, roasting it's, him. And you, I think they're getting to him. Obviously, I think. I mean, it's just gnarly because he, now he's like trying to it's, like bring on hate. You know, I mean, it's, he was as soon as as soon as he started like posing with the belt. It's like, I mean, what else are you gonna do? You can't fight the comments because they're all true. You know. So it's well just, just, it's just. I, I mean, it's kind of bumming me out the way that he's like. Just trying to turn everybody against him is what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, and it's and it doesn't like what matters is his next performance. Like he's got to go out there and beat Peter. He, he's got to. And I, I mean, looking back at their last fight, it's gonna be a tough task. Peter out wrestled him, out struck him, out cardioed him, out game planned him. Besides the fucking knee, obviously. But uh, I, I'm not counting Aljo out of that fight. Aljo was a top bantamweight. His grappling is is very high level. His cardio, like it was more of like a game plan. Like you can't come out like a spaz like that against Peter Yan, who's a fucking killer, who's did just like did beats Corey the same way, Jose the same way. Like he comes out there very tight defense, very good defense, and and kind of lets you use a lot of energy in the first couple rounds and then picks it up like and Aljo completely fucking used all of his energy in the early rounds and then completely gassed out so I think it was a game plan error um but I'm not counting him out of that fight I think you know especially he's got to win that fight he's got to go out there and win that fight um and shut everybody or the, up or the or the comments are literally just gonna be worse yeah yeah, dude. <laughs> what, what's what's that like going into a fight for you? Like the leading up to the fight, are you are have you already thought about your game plan? and You're just trying to keep busy until you get in the ring, or are you like, what are you thinking about as you're walking into the ring? Um, I get into a very like meta deep meditative state. So I get there, we get there an hour before, and I'm constantly just nasal breathing like playing with different breath holds like long inhales long exhales long exhale holds and just for like that whole hour i'm very conscious of my breath and i feel like i get into a a, like a meditative state to where i'm calm but i'm ready to kill like it's like and kills like this guy's trying to kill me i'm trying to kill him you know i think if you ever see any backstage footage of me i'm sitting there very calm like just meditating um, and then when I hit mitts, I'm conscious of my of my breath the whole time. Um, so walking out, I'm just you know feeling my breath, and it just it helps me get into get into my breath and out of my head. I'm not overthinking anything. I'm not nervous. I'm not. You're not nervous. No, I, I haven't been nervous for a fight in a long <laughs> Jesus, time, dude. I'm but nervous I, watching it. I, I, <laughs> my hands different. are sweaty me just too. hearing I, you, I dude. Ner- I get nervous watching like people that I care about fight. Um, it's right. tough. My it's girl tough. and I can't. We almost can't take it when Doug Rose <laughs> fights. 
I know. Well, she like makes you fucking nervous because she looks like she's about to have a meltdown. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I don't know if she should be in there, but she's the best in the fucking <laughs> the world. Best. Like she, dude, she's it's so trippy, rad. huh? She, she's, she's so rad. rad, dude. It's trippy watching her walk out because it's like. It's just super emotional. It's like she's like wearing her emotions on the outside, right. which is everyone does their own thing and it makes it works yeah. for her. She's a fucking beast. And then where's your head at? Like in the fight? Like, are you thinking about Dude, moves and doing even, it or is it like instinct and like something happens? You're like, oh, that was cool that I just yeah, did. Like, I, I didn't like even plan. I that, can't you know? even answer that because I feel like I'm not in the cage. I, I just completely let go and have like a higher. I just trust that the last six weeks, seven, eight weeks, whatever it was that the work was put in and I completely just let, like autopilot just, almost flow state flow, flow state I, I just yeah. I just whatever happens happens and I just completely let go of all thought and I mean that's the goal and I feel like I've been pretty good at that and I think my performances show that um, but yeah if you're thinking in there you're, you're a step behind you gotta be flowing and just right. it's a it's a Second. I'd be like Tom Cruise is in the audience. Fuck, dude, Cindy Crawford. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> like, like that happens. Like, like there's <laughs> split seconds where there's things like that happen. Um, like, like 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 Tom. Like somebody will catch your eye. Or no, not even. Like I, I feel like that last fight, I was just so fucking locked in and dialed in, and thankfully I was because that kid fucking brought it. I, like yeah, I needed I every ounce of energy that I used in there to, to to whoop that dude's ass, and it worked. But I remember, I'm trying to think back, like. I, I do remember like seeing someone one time in a fight and thinking like oh whoa and then like snap back into whoa. it. Whoa! But after who my, was it? I don't remember. But I do after my last fight, I went back and rewatched it, and uh, and was I Donald I saw, Trump already in the audience when you were fighting. I didn't see Trump, but I seen Bieber and Bieber in the in the video. <laughs> the last like forty five seconds, the crowd went crazy, and I'm dotting this dude up. Bieber and his dad stand up, and like I thought that was the coolest fucking thing ever. That one of the best performers in the world, Justin Bieber was like standing up in awe of what I was doing and I was like right. fuck that was sick like that That's was cool. that was cool you brought him to his feet brought him to his feet and like the whole arena was standing up it was that was, that was pretty crazy i mean it's weird you're you're a savage gladiator basically like, i mean people are watching you entertain them by fucking somebody up yeah and they're like yeah it's weird fighting such a weird fucking sport it's like looking at it now that I'm in camp, like if you if we were doing this podcast two weeks after my fight, like I feel like I'd be a, I'm a different person. Like we'd probably have way different conversations. Obviously, we're talking about the fight now, but like the last six weeks I've been in camp, which is like no drinking, sleeping good, eating clean, training hard. Like just like I'm a different person inside of camp and outside of camp. Do you normally drink quite a bit? After that last fight, I went. I think in out of the eight weeks, I drank like six weekends in a row, which was a lot for me. And I'm, like there was like when I went to Miami with Stephen Six, it was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We went hard three nights in a row, and that was fucking crazy. But I don't even want to go. I don't even after my fight. I'm sure we'll drink, go like have the after party. I'm like, I don't. I I, I think back like even last night. I was thinking of some of the shit I was doing when I was drunk, and I'm like, that's embarrassing. Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I was like acting like that. But in the moment, it's like you're drunk, everyone's drunk, everyone's acting a fool. But I'm like, I don't even know if I like that about me. Like, I was like, but then it, again, it's just like I was, I was celebrating, having fun, whatever, wherever we're at, doing whatever. But yeah, alcohol's a weird thing. A- a- after you win and like you're walking back, are you like, all right, I'm about to blaze it? Like, what do you like? <laughs> That's a good question. Usually, like, can't I don't wait like, for that first bong like, load. I don't like smoking <laughs> and drinking, like mixing. I don't like mixing those two. Um, Cause if I smoke, I'm wanting to chill the fuck out. Yeah. 
And like usually after the fight, it's like okay, now it's like we got to go out to the club. Let we have an after party. Got to go see the boys. Got to go. You know, we got to celebrate. Um, if I if right after the fight, if I smoked, I would literally be in the hotel room, fucking <laughs> eating, not giving a fuck about anything, like just chilling. Yeah. So usually after the fight, it's like it depends. This one might be different. I know I have an after party that's gonna be you know at a club, so I'm sure I'm gonna have to you know take some shots. But I'm gonna try. Last time after that last fight was the first time I blacked out. Oh wow! I feel like that was terrifying. Like I'm like <laughs> fuck, dude. I don't. That was dangerous. I feel like yeah. we were texting after your last fight, and there's dude, some... <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, I was that's how everybody. I said, we'll he sent it. you dick pics, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Steve, uh, what do you think? <laughs> Dad, that's so funny, man. Um, that that, funny. Now you, so you said you've been in, in camp for uh, for like. Six weeks. I, it's, are are been, you part of a gym that like a bunch of other like MMA legends are part of? I train at a couple different gyms. I train. I, I do my sparring at the MMA lab. The, um, Benson. That's like Benson Henderson's gym. Who's who's a, a legend in the sport. Uh-huh. Um, also a bunch of Kyler Phillips trains there. He's in the UFC. Mario Batista, Casey Kenny. Like there's a bunch of guys that are in the UFC. And then there's guys. There's young Kyler guys. Phillips is uh, the heavyweight. No, Kyler. That's a uh, Kyler Phillips is the kid that fought the kid that I'm about to fight last. Uh, okay. And uh but there's Jared Cannonier who's who's like oh, the scary motherfucker. Yeah. There's like that that's at the MMA lab. Bunch of killers there. And then I train at Tim's gym. Um I usually just hit mitts with Tim there and do some grappling and then uh Augusto Mendez who's like one of the best grapplers in the world. He has a gym in Tempe. So I go to three different gyms and then my strength and conditioning coach is Brandon Harris in Scottsdale. So I go to like four different gyms total. But yeah I've been in camp for pride like six weeks. Like this is like a longer camp for me because um, we still have a couple weeks left. And your your main coach is your uh, podcast co-host. Yep, Tim. Tim's like my uh, you could call him my head coach. He he holds. He's like my striking coach, and uh, um, he so doesn't look like a, a fighting personality. Tim, yeah, he's, I had no idea he was your coach <laughs> when I was on your podcast. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people say that. That's funny. Um, yeah, we fucking we we were like really good friends. And he he basically yeah the head coach. I feel like for me it's like I run my camps. Like I pick my, I do my schedule. I know like no one has to hold me accountable. Like hey, did you do your sprints today? Hey, did you are you eating good? Hey, are you sleeping? Like no one has to hold me accountable in that sense. To where I'm like I run my own camps, and then like I I tell Tim like hey we're hitting mitts at this time. Like I so I kind of run my own camps. Hmm. How do you find out you're a good fighter? Is it from like getting in fights in high school? And you're <laughs> just like a good question. That is a good question. Scott's on fire. Scott Randolph really is on fire, folks, and so am I, man. I am just about ready to take the stage at this sold-out show on Steve-O's Bucket List Tour. And before I get on stage, I like to make sure that I have cleaned my pipes by taking a full dump. And no full dump is complete without washing your butthole properly. And you know how I like to do that? With my bidet from Hello Tushy. You've probably heard me say it, that HelloTushy.com is my absolute favorite sponsor of the Wild Ride podcast. It's because it's changed my life. It's made pooping my favorite part of the day. And they just came out with the Tushy Ace, which is 
a whole toilet seat that you can mount onto your toilet. Get rid of the old crappy toilet seat and put on the Tushy Ace, and it has a remote control. So before you sit down to take your dump, you push a button, and you've got that toilet seat at the temperature that you've chosen. Then when you get done taking your sloppy dump, you push another button, and boom, you got this refreshing stream of water blasting your asshole just power cleaning it nice and fresh and clean and when you get done doing that push another button and out comes the blow dryer to blow dry your butthole nice and dry oh man best experience ever and you can get 10 percent off if you go to hellotushy.com slash stevo telling you it is my favorite thing i have ever promoted on this podcast and it's going to be the favorite gift of anybody you buy it for you go to hellotushy.com slash stevo for 10 percent off your order and to be among the very first people to experience the tushy ace it's going to change the way you think about your butthole it's going to make your life way better so jump on that and Let's talk about fighting. So I was just an athlete growing up, played soccer, basketball, football, baseball, like all season, like every season. And that's in Montana? Yep, in Montana. So it's like I'm going against fucking scrubs. So I thought I'm just like this elite athlete, but really it's like <laughs> I'm playing against fucking dildos. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, when I was 16 years old, my buddy asked me I wanted to go check out this fighting gym and I go and it's basically kickbox sparring, like throwing gloves and I'm now I'm hitting mitts and sparring like a couple classes in. And I was doing really good. I'm like, oh shit! And I was doing good because I was an athlete, and it's like I wasn't I didn't have great boxing skills. I wasn't throwing like proper jabs and one twos. I was just an athlete and like confident for whatever reason. And I just kind of was naturally good at it. And I was beating up people in Montana, so I didn't realize there was levels to at the gym. Yeah, at, at the gym. Yeah, I wasn't. I never really got in street fights. Um, I I would, didn't really like confrontation to be honest. I was kind. Of, I was just super insecure. That's why I started fighting was to pick up chicks. Right, mm-hmm. right. That makes sense. In high school, insecure, like fuck. Probably do everything. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, just found out I was good f- just by go- <laughs> beating people up. Basically, started had four kickboxing fights when I was 16 years old, and fucking was like knocking people out around Montana. So I was like, damn. What was the first good. fight where we realized like, oh, this guy's actually like really good. Um. Like an actual skilled fight? I don't know. It's a good question. I've had like 35 fights in my mm-hmm. life, so I've had a lot of fights. Um, I'd say it probably took a while till I, till I actually fought someone with true skill. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, this guy's actually pretty good. Um, a lot of the people I knocked out early in the first round, too, so I didn't know if they were. Like, I don't. I just caught for whatever reason. I had just such good timing. It's not like I hit hard. It's not like I'm like fucking. But you get them like right here. That's there's the there's spot. a couple of sweet spots right on that jaw, like behind the ears, a good spot. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of sweet spots, but it's not like I hit hard. Like Derek Lewis probably hits hard. Mine's more like speed and timing, it's like shutting the lights out. Um, so there's a lot of guys that I fought that were probably pretty good that I dropped in the first round and the mm-hmm. fight got called. Uh, I don't know when the first time I was like, damn, this guy's good. Yeah. When. Uh, <clears throat> That, that uh, you know, big, crazy, like, iconic Snoop Dogg is screaming your name. Was that when you were on the Contender Series? Yeah, Snoop will never call me Sugar Sean. It's always Sugar Shane. Every time, <laughs> every time like, he was on Rogan Podcast, Sugar Shane. I've heard him say it probably about three or four other times, which is funny. And it's like, who, who am I to correct fucking Snoop? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, 
That was legendary. And uh, so then, if anybody doesn't know, you're fighting, and it's just this incredible performance, and Snoop's Sean O'Malley! Yeah. Like, O'Malley! Uh, yelled O'Malley yeah, quite O'Malley! O'Malley! And Snoop's freaking out over, yeah. over the Shimmy show. <laughs> and uh, and so then you got the fight with Cheeto Vera coming up, and, uh, and you post Snoop screaming... O'Malley, and you caption it. This is Cheeto's girlfriend. Yeah, that was kind or of Cheeto's up. Cheeto's <laughs> wife. Uh-huh. You know, like screaming his name. I remember thinking that that was unnecessary. That was, that was, that was definitely unnecessary. Um, but then again, you know, it, I mean, it's, I guess that, it's that's the, part of the deal. It could be you could look at it how you want. It could be like an entertainment aspect, like oh shit, he crossed the line, which you know people get more invested in the fight. Or you can right. look at it like, damn, Sean's a fucking asshole and that was too far, which, you know, it might have been too far. I actually forgot about that until you just brought it up. I do, <laughs> I do remember doing that now, but yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's far less controversial than the outcome of that fight. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Uh, if, if, if we're honest. So, that like, and you to this day maintain that you're undefeated. Yeah. And that's like... Like, like, they, what, what's the philosophy in that? Yeah. You know, um, like, I, so you go out there and two guys get in a fist fight and it lasts 15 minutes and, and it's like not controversial. It's like that dude won. It's like that, right. that's a win. Or you go out there and, and I knock someone out clean, like Eddie Wineland. It's not like, ah, I don't know. That was, or, or the last fight, Chris Martini, I beat his ass. Like those aren't, those are clearly like the better man won. That fight was just like, like how many times I've been kicked in the leg from that fight even till now you know probably a hundred times got kicked like every time I fought someone after that fight it's like kick him in the leg kick him in the leg kick him in the leg like my leg's just gonna go numb his literally his big toe hit like the nerve behind my knee and my foot went completely numb and I was dragging my foot across the octagon and I blitzed in on him like through a combo which I shouldn't have done because my foot wasn't fucking working but I blitzed in was still dotting his ass up um and I and I felt my back because my foot was completely numb. He got on top, threw an elbow. Ref stopped the fight. Um, it was I didn't I just didn't feel like. Okay, and and I, I I'm with all that. I, I don't uh, I'm I'm not hating on the on the philosophy of, but I think that if you're gonna take that position, that we should see a Cheeto rematch. I agree. Yeah. No. Totally agree. Yeah. I think he just came out and said that. Um, Fighting these backwards or something. It's just so weird to me. These guys is like. Oh, wait, he's saying to step backwards for yeah. him to go back and fight you again? Yeah, when I'm clearly one of the biggest stars in the UFC. Like, for him to say that, or even Adrian Yanez to say that he wants more money to fight me, it's like, I am the more money. Like, not actually more money, but I'm the. You beat me, you get. Like, Cheeto's popular because he beat me. Like, Chris yeah. Mandini is popular because I beat his ass. Like, you don't just get more money to fight me. That is your more money, is fighting me. It's your opportunity. Um, so for Cheeto to say that it's a step backwards makes absolutely no sense. Um, what did you think of uh, Cheeto and Frankie Edgar? Frankie was a couple like a minute away from winning that fight. I didn't think it was like a dominant win. Like it was, it, it, I mean, I think it, it's in New York. It's it's Frankie Edgar. I think Frankie gets that win a, a minute left in that fight. Um, it wasn't like an oppressive performance, but Cheeto he did what he needed to do. I mean, he landed the kick. Uh, the that kick, big, big toe, got him again. Dude, that <laughs> fucking kick was beautiful. And did you see that still image? Ooh, they have his face. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. What's, what's still image? It's a still image of Frankie Edgar's face as Cheeto's front kick connected, and it mm. looks like 
Just a, a bad caricature. It does. It's <laughs> fucking it fire. Like those slope, those pictures like that look fake. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the most striking image from UFC I think I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. A lot of people th- like... <clears throat> like if you ask Cheeto if he likes me or not, he would. He does. He hates me. He like doesn't like me at all. He like it's very personal <laughs> for him. I've never. I don't feel like anyone's like personal. Like I don't know. I see it just as an entertainment business. Um, sure. And and but it's funny. Like <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's funny to me that he gets so emotional when people bring me up. Like he he hates me. Mm. He really doesn't like me. But I feel like a lot of that's like he knows deep down he. It's not like it's probably why. right. Well, I mean, I think that if I understand Cheeto, and I like Cheeto, I like him a lot. Um, he's got like what he describes as the immigrant mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, this like just th- this fierce fire and passion, and and like, and so I, I take it that he's got that level of emotion just around everything. Mm. You know, and like when I see him. Uh, you know, like sometimes it strikes me that like he lacks sportsmanship, you know, like in uh, in the way he goes on like a- after a fight. And, yeah. and I, and I want to be like, dude, like, yeah. don't do that. And he's like, I can't help it. I'm fucking it's Ecuador, dude. Like I'm the immigrant mentality, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. And so I, I like that. I like that, and um, I, I just think that he takes everything personally. Yeah, and, and I think definitely that does. that's probably not good for some people. And it's just so crazy how different everybody is. Totally. You know, like some people have a kid, they become a dad, and then that just makes them the best fighter. And then other people become a dad and... Yeah. I mean, I I have a... My baby just turned one. It's been fucking definitely been crazy. Like, it changes you for sure. Dude. It's wild. It's intense. And then some people are like fucking terrified before they get in the octagon, huh? Dude, some, yeah, everyone's so different. Like, Rose seems terrified. Like, Carlos is like, basically crying before she gets to the fight. <laughs> right. like, it's, and then, yeah, there's some guys that are just calm. Some guys are fired up, like, pumped, jacked. Like, you, you can see it. Some guys, yeah. I've, I've heard crazy different. stories about Cowboy. Cowboy, I mean, even I think Nate Diaz pukes before the fight in the back. Really? Cowboy said he's fucking terrified, mm-hmm. which I thought was the dumbest thing ever to say. Fight week against Conor McGregor. <laughs> Cowboy comes out and he's like, yeah, I fucking am terrified walking out there. Like, you don't say that when you're about to fight Conor. Like, Con- now Conor's standing across the cage from you knowing you're fucking terrified. Like, that probably wasn't the best thing to say. Cow- Cowboy's a fucking legend, dude. I dude, love, Cowboy. love Cowboy. I do, too. Um, so I don't want to act sound like I'm talking shit, but yeah, I mean, everyone's just fucking different. Yeah, dude. It's like me going up on stage. I'm terrified every time I go up on stage. Yeah, make dude. him open for me. I, no hate, I hate public speaking. That's dude, so I would be. That's one thing I would be fucking terrified of doing. Dude, what are you up to tonight? I know. I was talking to him too, and I was telling him like my my schedule is like my bedtime is like I'm in bed at eight thirty, like oh, up at seven. I know. I would love to go. I missed a Jack Harlow concert recently too because mm. he was in town and asked me. I'm like, fuck, I just I can't. Dude, I get I can't it. Do it. Yeah. I get it. I would love to come out though. You got a show tonight? I did. Fuck. I got a two of them. Phoenix, God, damn. Two of them. Yeah. When, when do you decide uh, when you're gonna dye your hair for the fight? My girl does my hair. She loves like she loves doing my hair. She she does hair for a living, so she's always kind of like playing with different hairs. So whatever you want, go ahead. I, pretty much, I'm like whatever you think's gonna look sweet. Like I think we're gonna do like this color with a pink. I, I like that the, color. Yeah, dude, thank the you. Rainbow was fire. Rainbow dude. was that was the first one. That was like six nine inspired too. Like that right, was right. that was the first time I did it, and that was that was I asked six when the first time he he. Uh, 
saw me was, and he said that fight, someone's like, hey, this kid's got the same hair. Uh, and that was the first time he, he had saw me fight and then knocked out Eddie, which is pretty cool. But yeah, the hair is fucking fun to play around with. It's just like, well, you got to be different in the sport. I mean, you've done such a good job of having like a name and a brand and like being this celebrity within the sport. Was that at all intentional or are you just kind of like I that kind of guy? Intentional. Very intentional. <laughs> yeah, I think like, but I wanted to be. When I was young, young in Montana, like I wanted to be in the NFL. Like when I was delusional and you didn't, I didn't understand I wasn't going to be six four. Like mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be in the NFL, and then I'm like, okay, that's not going to happen. I want to be famous. How how am I going to do that? I don't fucking know. I don't have any like crazy skills. And then I found fighting, and I was like, oh, maybe I can just put on performances that way. And it kind of like built like that. And then seeing Connor blow up like two years before, two or three years before I went pro, I'm like, oh shit! Like I kind of had that vision for myself. Like I wanted to transcend the sport and like be that guy mm-hmm. and then Connor did it before me so now I know what to not do because Connor's kind of going crazy a little bit so it's like kind of <laughs> like uh, yeah it's Connor's drugs. making it really difficult to like him I know I'll always look at Connor's Connor knocked out Aldo in 13 seconds beat Eddie Alvarez like just sure but yeah I mean yeah it's who knows where his head's at and then leg kicks changed the game. Yeah, I mean that one. I, it was weird because before that, watching the embedded, watching his like the videos he was putting out before that fight, I, I remember seeing him like get do his sessions and then go sit in his chair and then put his ankle his ankle in the ice bath. And I was like, damn, I wonder if he's dealing with ankle, shin, some some kind of injury. Uh-huh. And he sure as shit, he said his like it was it was already fucked up. But dude, that's what happens. Sparring is where you get your injuries, dude. Like. It's just part of the sport. You want a lot. Some people, you, I, I have to spar. In in camp, I spar. Out of camp, I don't. In in camp, I got to spar. Make sure I'm. You know, that's where you, that's where you can get your confidence from. Where you know your cardio is at. Where you can trust your trust the work that's been put in is is paying off. But also, deal comes with injuries. Like I, he injured that in sparring, and then it's part of the. You know, it happened. What right. happened in the fight? Do dudes at bars ever try to like ask you to knock them out or? I uh, I don't really not on the bars, but I stream on Twitch like every single day, and I I pretty much have someone say that every fucking day. Dude, knock me out! I'm like, I don't want to. I don't yeah. like hurting people. Like, it's, I don't want right. to knock someone out unless mm-hmm. it's for fat money. Um, <laughs> that's interesting, man. Is the Twitch a, a video game deal? Yeah, I just I play. I mean, I've been playing video games my entire life, and I started streaming like four years ago, and it's like one of my favorite fucking things. It's like one of the things I look forward to pretty much like most in the day is getting on with the boys put the headset on uh-huh. and you got your four you got your squad and you're fucking in this virtual reality for two hours that feels like 30 minutes and you're just gaming and you're you, that's a meaningful revenue stream too yeah huh? yeah it's i mean yeah you could definitely make a living off it yeah i mean dude i remember when i was on your podcast i told you about what uh danny trejo had said to us about fighting what is he said uh Fight like uh, the 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 fighting gods are extremely jealous. You know, like they're they're if you if you if you give mm. your attention to anything but fighting, then they'll they'll punish you for that and they'll take everything away. And I thought that was pretty interesting because we've seen so many people turn their attention, like you know Ronda Rousey famously. She's mm. as soon as she's yeah. talking about I'm going to be an actor, like you T know. Wood. I heard Max Holloway streamed like a hundred hours. He's he streams too, he games. Yeah, yeah. The same shit I do. hundred hours in his fight camp, which is probably twice as much, if not more, than how much I stream. And then he goes out there and does what he does. I'm like right. fuck. Yeah. Right. You guys are but, definitely 
and uh, you know, you, I remember thinking like, you know, like you, you, you almost seem to be striving to divert your attention to other things, you know, to like, you know, accomplish celebrity and and all this stuff. But it seems to be going really well for you. Yeah, in camp, I'm dialed in. I'm locked in. Like I'm not. I'm not doing stuff that I shouldn't be doing. Like, Are I'm you doing podcasts while you're once in camp? a week? Yeah. Well, once I do. I do two. One one on Sunday and one on like Wednesday. It's like they're an hour. It's like this. Like this takes no. This isn't crazy. Right. Like I'm just For fucking sure. talking. It's, um. But yeah, that and then I stream like uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I stream less in camp. Um. Basically, just train, recover, train, recover. That's basically all camp life is, and it gets fucking boring. Like. If you, if the kids say they want to be fighters and stuff, it's like you gotta be like, okay, I'm gonna be sore for oh, every day, Monday, Tuesday, like maybe not Sunday, I might not be sore, probably though, and I'm not gonna do much. Like I'm gonna be at home chilling, and I'm gonna be sore every. Like that's fighter life, a hundred percent for mm. fight camp. Yeah. You said you had three fights left in your contract. Yeah. How do you see those playing out? Fighting in uh, obviously fighting in December, Paiva. I would love to fight Yanez February, March, and then I have one more fight on the contract, um, April, May, probably June, July. Cody Garbrandt could be. He's he's well, going twenty five, but we'll now. see where how this fight plays out with Kai Car France. He's got to win this fight. He he'll be like one in thirty seven if he loses. This. So he's got to win this fucking fight. <laughs> like he's has to win this fight. Um, Kai Car France hasn't been winning everything. I'm not sure about. I know of the name Kai Car France, but I'm not he's sure. A New Zealand like, cat from um, from Adesanya's is camp. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who he fought ever. Like I don't, I know his name. I just don't know who he's fought. Uh, I don't know if he has a winning record. You see, I don't know, I don't know anything about him. Um, but yeah, Cody's got to win this fight. He's got to. Like he, I mean. He goes, yeah, that's really but. cool, man. To, you know, like I bring up Aljo, I bring up Cody, and uh, you're just evidently supportive of, of these competitors. Yeah, and I think like with the Cody thing, it's like if he lo- like, I would like to fight Cody someday. I think it would be a massive fight. Like I'm in the business. I want to put on massive fights. Me and Cody, if he wins the f- and keeps winning, like we could be a pay per view. Me and Peter Yan could be a massive pay per view. Me and Corey, Sand- like we, could, there's all these guys could be massive pay per views if we all just keep winning. So yeah, I want I want Cody to go out there and win. He's got a name already. It's like me and Kai Car France is in the pay per view. Like me and Cody could be a massive pay per view. So it's like these guys, I, I want to see them win so I can fight them and it makes sense, you know. Yeah. I like that, dude. And I, and yeah. like I said, I don't take anything personal. Me and Cody have had beef on Twitter and stuff, and it's like. It's entertainment beef. It's also like he he does t- he probably takes it personal too. Maybe like Cheeto, or maybe they don't. Maybe they see it like me and they're like it's entertainment. Like, but uh, for I mean he's gonna be at the hotel same same as me fight week. So it's like we you you see if it's personal to them. Like interesting elevator rides. Yeah, like, <laughs> UFC does a good job putting like because they bought the whole fucking hotel. They bought a, a hotel for for Vegas, so they do a good job putting people like not next to each other. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And who's who's Cody fighting? Kai Car France. Oh, that okay, of course. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, at one twenty five. So it's his <laughs> debut at twenty five. Yeah. Wait, we just one twenty five. Exactly. It's it's what's that? Why twenty five? No, no, yeah. Why 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 wouldn't you fight up? Like, why would you want to deal with the weight cut? Because well, he's yeah, not very you... big. He probably walks around. I think he's 150, 148, 149, which is like if you walk around that weight, you could make one twenty five. But why wouldn't you? Why would you want to go through a weight cut? I why mean, wouldn't dude, you want to just eat like, and chill? Cody's chin is an issue. 
You know, he, like you it, can't get knocked out like that. And then if you look at when when TJ came down to flyweight, oof. like fucking, he did not bring his chin with him no. down yeah. that division. I think Cody's chin. I don't think it's too. I think like the shots that he ate from TJ both times. TJ was cheating. He's on EPO, allegedly. I don't know. Like right. in those fights, yeah. he get caught. It, which is a huge advantage. It's like hard to judge his chin off that. Pedro Munoz hits hard, knocked him out too. But then he just fought Rob Font. Five five minute rounds, ate some clean shots, didn't get knocked out. Um, got his ass kicked. Rob Font, who's a fucking stud, who's kind of under the radar, not like a super popular fighter, but a fucking stud. Boxing, super yeah. super slick <laughs> no, boxing. Font, Font's the man. Beat his ass. Beat Cody's ass. I rewatched that fight the other day, and Cody's he's got a chin. He fucking ate some big shots. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't think going down to twenty five is gonna be good for his chin though. You, when you cut weight like right. that, you lose brain fluid, and brain fluid takes the longest to hydrate from. And we get mm. about twenty, I don't know, thirty hours or whatever it is to rehydrate. Which who knows if that's really enough time to get that brain fluid yeah. back, especially for Cody. But I don't know if Kaikar France is like a knockout guy. But still, I mean, those little gloves, it only takes fucking one little shot. Dude, the, the UFC, when when uh, the Venom contract began, they sent me this official UFC fight kit. And when I felt those fucking gloves, I was like, wait, what? The little rock they're gloves? They're so hard. Dude, yeah, they're not to, pr- to protect people's chins. They protect your knuckles. <laughs> like, they're not. Dude, I was like. Things, like, I'd like casts. It, I mean, so is it safer going into bare knuckle fighting? You get probably get cut more in bare knuckle fighting just from sliding. But off. you don't hit as hard because you don't want to break your knuckles, right? You, you, I, I don't know. I wouldn't fucking do bare knuckle no matter what. Knuckle? I never would. I think it's fucking. I don't know. They said that. Uh, I don't remember who was telling me. They said the wraps though. They they wrap their hands still, and it's like a fucking cast. But mm. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't do it. Fuck that. Hmm. I mean, you know, like, because everybody who bare knuckle fights, it's like Mike Perry is gonna walk out of there with a smashed face. Both both parties. He's gonna walk in there with a smashed face. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mike Perry. I like. He's very yeah. likable. Yeah. Fuck yeah, he is. I, yeah. Mike Perry, dude. That when when he won with his fucking girl as his corner man, that was the best. Well, I think he he he. Walked out to Halo by Beyonce, but he asked for Halo the theme song, <laughs> like, the, and I think he just came out like singing it. I th- I think I seen that somewhere online. Dude, do you know what song you're gonna walk out to for the next fight? Um, a Six Nine is gonna be there. Steve will do is gonna be there. I think uh, I don't know if Six is gonna have some new some unreleased music I can walk out to or something. I don't know. Yeah, P- probably cool. some probably some Six. That's fun. Yeah, yeah dude, I'm backing it. So I gotta ask. I'm a super casual UFC fan. Uh-huh. Like I know who you me are, too. you know. <laughs> but like this, what did you say? Me too. I'm, not, I'm a casual. <laughs> UFC fan. But the fact that That's you're unranked point. is hard for me to wrap my head around. Like, at what point do you become ranked? How does that even work? Yeah, I mean, I guess beating ranked opponents, you become ranked. Fight I mean, your... dude, if we're honest, the ranking system's kind of fucking bullshit. Because how often do you see somebody who's higher ranked than their opponent, yet the odds are like? A landslide for the less ranked person. The guy I'm, the guy I'm fighting when I announced the fight, he was ranked number 15. That's the rankings go from one to 15, like okay. in the UFC. So he was ranked number 15. Two weeks later, he's out of the rankings. So it's like, if I win this fight, do I get ranked 15 or do I just stay unranked? But I, I've never cared about rankings. I, I just really don't. Adrian Yanez isn't ranked. I, I want to fight him next. Um, so it's like. The rankings are... I don't really even know who makes the rankings. I don't know yeah. if it's like someone at the UFC or if it's someone at a commission or like... 
it just really never made sense to me. I remember when, I mean, it's Jose Aldo. He respectfully can be ranked in the bantamweight division. He moved down to the bantamweight, lost, I think, lost the fight, and he was ranked like six. I'm like, I mean, dude, what Piotr Jan did to Aldo was really fuck. disturbing. Peter Jan is he's pound for pound. I think he's right behind Kamaru right now. I think he's up there, like one mm-hmm. of the best in the world. Damn. So there's not like a mathematical equation of you won the X fights of against this person, so now not you're really. ranked. Someone's just kind of making uh, that decision. I, I think that popularity has a big, big role in it. But does Which it? Really Which really sounds yeah. very popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I think yeah, it d- depends. You got to beat like like I said, this kid isn't ranked. So if I beat him, will they put me at 15? They could. Like they very well could put me at rank number 15 if I go out there and beat him. Or the, or not. Like I said, though, like don't matter. Like yeah, not, I mean, you're rocking the merch. It's like un- yeah, if you get ranked, you, you gotta get new dude. merch. Yeah, I got unranked. This is my fifteenth. About to be my fifteenth dub, and then on the back says champ, unranked champ. I feel like, like I'm the unranked. I'm a champ in my division. Everyone, if if there was if all of the bantamweights were fighting on one night, and you said you have to watch one. They're all fighting at the same time. I guarantee I'll have more than anybody. I guarantee that people are watching my fight more than anyone else's, and that's kind of what the unranked champ means. Yeah, to you're, me. you're a pay per view draw for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I don't get pay per view points. It's tough, <laughs> but it's it's fine. Like that Connor Dustin Poirier fight. Connor should have slid me over like a little percentage. I I'm, I sell pay per views. I guarantee there's people that buy the pay per views just to watch me that don't really know Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier. Yeah, I, Dustin Poirier is a fucking star. I can't say yeah, that. Dustin's but he's the a, man, Dustin's the man. Dude. Dustin's respectfully. It's weird that D- uh, Charles is the champ and Dustin's not right now. But right. Charles is a motherfucker. He's one of my favorites to watch. Charles versus Dustin. That fight's gonna be so fucking sweet, dude. I'm so excited I get to watch that. Yeah. yeah, that fight's gonna sure. be exciting. So wait, so you're, so you're gonna be? Oh, uh, well, you you have already fought. So yeah. I'll fight, and it sucks right now that we have to. So I I fight, and then I go do probably an hour. I have to stay there for an hour doing interviews, medical, right. doing a bunch of stuff, and then we have to drive to the hotel. So I'll get there like right around the co-main main. Um, do you pay attention to the uh, the odds on your fights? I fucking I, I not really like so people tell me hey you're my you're this favorite my, minus whatever I still like you could tell I've been told minus plus whatever means this and that and I still just fucking don't know I'm, I'm whole, <laughs> I don't know what they mean uh, but yeah no I don't really pay attention to it do you know what I am this fight like uh, I don't I don't either do you do you bet on fights I don't yeah I, I mean I, I did one of these my bookie uh, promotions yeah. and for that like I felt like I owed uh, the integrity right. for my integrity's sake yeah, yeah. <laughs> I needed to use the product right yeah, and you won you, right when you, you did the my bookie I, I, I bet against Connor on, With Dust- on Dustin oh shit <laughs> I, pu- I parlayed oh all that's four- right I saw that I saw <laughs> that I saw that yeah I parlayed all four fights I had you to win and then I, I won like 1500 bucks that that's sweet yeah. yeah I mean it's fun like I've, I'm I can't I have a tough time gambling for whatever reason like yeah, dude, I'm it's not just like fuck it. I don't want to lose 20 bucks right when I game though every single game and when I'll play Call of Duty I'll play for two hours I'll play probably 10 games every game we put like five dollars on the line though and it makes it so much more fun and I don't mind losing five bucks here and there actually like but for gambling on 20. sports is hard <laughs> yeah, yeah not 20 no gambling on sports is hard because I have no control of it gaming it's like okay I, if I, I can mm, play good I know right, I can right. so how does the Twitch stream rank against the podcast for how much money you're bringing in um that's a good question. I would say Twitch stream probably makes um, 
Depends. You know, some some pods you get sponsors. Sometimes yeah. sometimes we're just running just straight just because we're doing a podcast for the people. Right. Like we're getting uh-huh. a couple hundred bucks ad revenue from YouTube. Nothing crazy. So depends if you get a sponsors that week that month. Um, but I think even if we do, I'll probably make more money on Twitch. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Twitch is and then, fucking sweet. And you said merch is going pretty sweet. Yeah, merch you. is merch has been fucking something I've always been interested in. Like even my earlier fights when I when I was an amateur in Helena. We were doing like just shitty merch, but we were still. I was still selling merch, so I was still like pushing it hard, like selling it to just the, at the fights. So merch has been something I've been kind of like passionate about since the beginning of fighting, and now it's like oh, I have a, a big company actually helping me, and it's like it, yeah, merch is doing really good. The new stuff drops Friday. When does this come out? What's today? Ah, uh, this will come out a week from Thursday. Fuck yeah! So merch will be out by then. Um, Where yeah. can they get so, it? Yeah. Sh- thank you for asking, Sugar. <laughs> shop.co or sugarshow.co I think either one I think they're both linked to it that's cool and you yeah. said you're from Montana and Steve we got shows coming up in Montana Ooh, yeah, Bozeman? <laughs> I know you said Bozeman, Bozeman right I got Bozeman been there coming up I got Great Falls coming up oh, I got Great Missoula Falls. coming up Great Falls Great Falls that's where Tim's from I'm uh, cool Let's man go. my buddy Ryan Simonetti is from Great Falls that'll be cool Montana trip will be fun it, it's, it's different it's fucking different I've but, been out there yeah I've only yeah. driven through it but I was like staring out the window I, I've been it's out there and, and uh, I had a good time um, and so what, what about like sponsors just in general? Are you on the Monster Squad? Yep, Monster Squad. Um, my day one like sponsor from I think Contender Series through my entire UFC career has been Sanibel. Um, the guy that owns Sanibel, Emron, who's pretty much like my biggest like mentor, someone I talk to pretty much every day. Like he's, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. It's rare in this sport where you can meet someone that truly wants what's best for you and doesn't really ask for anything in return. It's like very, uh-huh. very fucking rare. So Monster, Sanibel, um, King Palm, Dr. Dabber, those four right now are, are like my, my biggest sponsors that have been with me for a while. Monster I just recently signed with, but they're but they're already hooking me up and, and helping. Uh-huh. They're going to completely mat out my entire gym and uh, pimp it out. Nice, man. So all of that put together, is it safe to say that you get more money from sponsors than from actual UFC fights? I would say this year I'll probably make more money from, yeah, from sponsors, just from outside the UFC. I've made a good amount of money in the UFC, which has in turn allowed me to be able to make a lot of money from sponsors because that's where I became popular. That's how I get views is from the UFC. So I can't hate on UFC pay in a sense, like, because they gave me the opportunity sure. to uh, to get sponsors. I remember when I started uh, with Jackass on MTV. Like the first season of Jackass, I made a total of fifteen hundred bucks. What like, after after taxes? And, and after taxes. It, yeah, and, and I was like, you know what? Fucking let them not pay me because they're gonna make me into a monster. And they did. And then I'm gonna pay and they God fucking and laugh. Did. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's. I mean, that's. It's all a perspective thing. Like you can go get some guys, and like I, I've really kind of had to learn about that perspective because I was kind of upset about my pay too. I feel like I'm a star and I should make more or whatever. But then I'm like, fuck, I gotta look at it this way too. Like I'm, I'm the reason I have making more outside the UFC is because I'm in the UFC. Right. Still, like, it's it's whatever. I don't even, I don't want to talk bad about the UFC. They've helped. Like I would not. Like my whole, it's I owe generally the UFC. not a good idea. It's to not talk a good idea. But <laughs> I also owe the UFC everything because For they sure. fucking have given me the platform and the pr- opportunity to, to perform. Because at the end of the day, I just love performing in front of fucking crowds, and I don't know what I could perform. I can't go and fucking make people laugh. Um, but Did I can you fight, fight during the pandemic with no yes, crowds. Three times, yeah, fought in the apex three times. I fought Eddie. Um, oh yeah, of t- course. Cheeto and the Thomas Almeida, yeah. 
And you obviously like fighting with crowds better. I'd prefer it, yeah, for sure. Not, not Does it affect the performance of like when it's quiet versus noise? Not, not me. Some people it might, but and I'm just in a different fucking zone in there. But I prefer the crowds. You like how I did this? Like that I was have nice. any fucking idea what I'm doing? <laughs> I thought you He's were a trainer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like There's a strong <laughs> argument for being able to hear your coaches without the crowds. Yeah, for the most part, um, like I'm definitely listening to sit here like that that's like Tim knows my style more than anybody like besides me so he's like having eyeballs on the outside of the cage so I'm definitely kind of listening to if he's hearing if he sees something that I don't see I'm definitely listening for it but for the most part I'm fucking in control and just like yeah. setting things up doing my own thing but there's definitely been times where I've heard Tim say something and like hear boom 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 and then I do it and it fucking lands and it's been you know powerful but it's yeah man I feel like this this fight you have coming up Pivo I feel like he had some crazy fight of the night like, last fight against like Kyler a- my buddy yeah, Jesus, Piva. Yeah, I remember. Cream Piva is what they're calling him. What are they calling? Cream Piva. Cream Piva. I, I don't know what that means. Cream Piva. Cream Piva. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting Cum Shot McAvoy. Oh, <laughs> Cream Piva. No, yeah, this, it's crazy for me to be in this situation because I'm, so I'm a popular fighter, I'm very well known. So the, then I go fight a guy named Piva who no one fucking knows. He just had a cr- and he's good as fuck. Dude, I saw that fight. Dude, he had a fucking war, incredible war, a war. And I and and to be honest, I thought he lost. I thought my buddy won. Not even being biased, I really just believe. I mean, he dropped him twice in the first round. That's got to be a ten eight. Worst comes to worst, it was a draw. But um, I think the dude's a fucking stud. Like, I got a legitimate badass in front of me, and people are just like, oh, you're going to knock him out. Like, yeah, that's the plan. That's the goal. I definitely believe I can do it. I'm capable of it. But people don't understand, like, I'm still fighting fucking studs. Like, this Mm. dude's a stud. He may not be ranked. He was number 15. Um, but or be very popular, so people just write him off. Like, oh, Sean's going to win, Mm -hmm. which I'm, you know, not mad at it, but... I'm I mean, fighting you've got, like the, the, the dude doesn't have any range, right? Like you're gonna have like he's. I think he's. Uh, I think I'm gonna have a little bit longer reach than him. I'm gonna be way fucking faster than him. Um, and I believe you know he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I think he might try to grapple me a little bit. I think I'm gonna be able to keep the fight standing. It's in the big octagon, which is very helpful for me because I like I like to dance on people. I like to make people look stupid. I like dribbling on motherfuckers. You remember that? Blah blah. blah. And they hit him with a yeah, one two. I like just entertaining and having fucking fun in there. So I think in this big cage. Um, I think he's very, very fucking tough. I think I'm going to be a lot faster than him. And, and just my goal is to go in there and make someone look stupid. Make them not look like they belong in there with me. Dude, I love that shit. Yeah, fuck dude, yeah. That, could, that got me all nervous and excited. And <laughs> fuck, Ooh, dude. I know I'm how much you're going to be there. Dude, I'm a fucking fan, bro. Thank, dude, thank you, brother. Yeah, I'm and, a fan, bro. Yeah, you, fuck. And uh, it always just like you know, like shooting texts back and forth, and yeah. like fucking Instagram shit. Dude, I get such a kick out of it. I'm like, what was that thing I sent you a message? You were you oh, tracking? I was, your... It was it was my meditation. Okay, that I, that's what I figured it you was. You sent him your meditation? No, no, he no, posted, no, no, on I posted it on my Instagram oh. story, and he goes, "What is this? How much time you spend jerking on?" It? <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's funny. How do you? <laughs> so you're very consistent with your meditation do it big time me man. too I he, have to he, do it changed my life yeah how, how often do you do it every every morning 10 minutes every single morning and then like I do a hot tub cold plunge every night so I get nice. my cold plunge it's 41 degrees I do it oh, every shit. night oh shit we're in Phoenix where they make the, the ice Morosco baths. Forge the guys come oh, to the yeah. show tonight they wanted to uh, meet up today we should probably just go run and do an ice bath real quick It'll I mean, maybe dude po- I don't know but I want to get back to meditation though for, you do it in the morning I do it twice a day twice I a day do, uh, I do it when I wake up no matter what and then I do it 
at some point before I go to bed. Yeah, dude, I, th- I swear it's like it's such a simple thing to do, but it's so easy not to do it. What, dude, that's why I use that little app. Yeah, it's because nice. if I, if heaven forbid, if I didn't do it for a day, I would have broken the streak. Yeah, you're like, fuck. <laughs> and, and, and I'm so protective of do my Do you do it like 10 minutes in the morning, five I minutes do, in the morning? I, I, I average 41 minutes total every oh, day. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. The idea is that's like good. 20 minutes twice that's a day. That's nice. I, th- I I I definitely could up mine and I should up mine. I do ten in the morning. I have a, a little princess now, so it's like it's, it's it's definitely harder. But I do make sure I do it every morning. I feel like um, it's just makes make it sets you up for a good day, dude. I, mean, I believe it just plugs me into the universe, yeah. dude. Yeah. I really think like I, I got some crazy fucking beliefs about about meditation. Me that, too. Yeah, I preach it. I always I always like try to have a good message to people, but it's such a simple like I said, simple thing to do. Sit there. Observe your thoughts or just observe your breath, whatever you want to do. Just 10 minutes fucking doing something like yeah. that. And it's powerful, dude. It's so powerful. Yeah. What, 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 what's your take on doing like an uh, ice plunge every night? I do it every night, three minutes, 41 degrees. And it's fucking cold. We got to get one, dude. I have a, right. it's called Plunge. It's not even a sponsor. They did send me one, but it's like, it's so, it's so quality. It's, it's a filtered. I keep it on all the time. Yeah. 41 degrees, get in there, three minutes. And it's just like, you have you to sleep better. Sleep so good, dude. But I, I get into my breath. I get into. I get so fucking yeah. high off my breath. Like I'm sure. tripping sometimes. Like when I'm in there, like I'm like opening my eyes to make sure. I'm like, am I still fucking here? Mm-hmm. But it's the, the mixture between the ice and the breathing is is magic. It's I was trying to do magic. it every morning, dude. It's a game changer. Oh, it's magical. Man. Yeah. Uh, are, are you? You brought a filmer, so you're putting out like vlog videos type deal. Yeah, we we try to stay consistent on YouTube in camp, like. Outside of camp, we were doing, like, one every Wednesday. Inside of camp, it's, like, I just, I don't do as much. I'm, like, there's not right. really as much to record. Like, some training sessions we record. Like, I I haven't done anything, like, came to someone's podcast at all in camp. So, yeah, might as well bring bring Jay along, shoot some footage. The Nelk boys are actually coming into town tomorrow, and I'm going to be on their podcast, which will be cool. fucking cool. Um, nice, Do dude. you not? Man, that, 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 those fucking guys. They're killing yeah, it. They're, they're killing, killing it. They're killing it, bro. Dude. They're killing it. Their last video they posted last night was so fucking funny, dude. It was Salim and Kyle, and they pretended to be, they posted and said, hey, do any girls want to pretend I'm their boyfriend and meet their parents? So they, <laughs> they dress all hood gangsta, and they meet these girls' parents, and it's the first time meeting the girls. And it's so fucking funny. I couldn't do it. I couldn't hold that face and like yeah. play along with that. They're good actors, basically. Yeah. But it was fucking funny, dude. I was wow. howling. Mm. Nice, dude. What were you going to say, Scott? Well, it's not important anymore. It's, not kinda, <laughs> it's kinda weird now. <laughs> we're going we're, we're to say fucking haul ass to sugarshow.com. Co. Sugarshow.co. Someone already fucking charged by the letter. Yeah, sugarshow.co. Okay, sugarshow.co. Sugarshop.co. Yep, bring you the same site. And uh, and and on Instagram. Uh, Instagram's Sean O'Malley UFC. Pretty sure. Wait. No, Sugar Sean UFC. If you, if you just type in Sean O'Malley, Some it's going to come th- up with I've been messaged saying that I'm like shadow banned. Like you type in Sean O'Malley and they can't find me. Because I post weed stuff, I don't know. Instagram's very strict, so sometimes it's hard to find find wow. certain people. Like it's it's a real like shadow ban stuff's a real issue. Like I guess everyone said I'm shadow ban, but sometimes I <laughs> fucking think I am. Because some people have sent me like screenshots, like you don't pop up when you type in Sean O'Malley. Mm. But yeah, I think Sugar Sean MMA is actually my Instagram. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, fuck, man. 
Yeah, like I said, man, I'm a fan. Dude, like, thank uh, you, I'll be doing a show uh, when, when when you compete next. But like, as I do, you know what a fucking fan I'm going to knock him out. And you're going to go, whoa, what the fuck <laughs> is happening? <laughs> we'll watch him backstage. They got a boner, maybe? But, oh, Dude, okay, Sean's not so funny, yeah. man. Like, I was sitting next to Sean at the, the what is it? Oh, uh, yeah. Adesanya Vittori fight, fight in Phoenix. I was so stoned, dude. When I and, first got there, I was tripping. <laughs> And, and I'm sitting there with my, I've got Fight Pass on my phone, listening to the commentary. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, that shit was uh, funny. I'm like, and, damn. And it's with like, a, it comes with like a fucking two minute delay. So, so you'll fun. you'll like tape Sean's fight, and we'll watch it after the show, oh my God, probably dude, or like, something. Like when I'm doing a show, it, like then after I get done performing, I come back and then I fucking That's watch. Yeah. Do you stay away again. from Twitter and shit? Oh my God, sure? dude. I will move Instagram <laughs> off my homepage That's a good idea. Good. Just in case, because sometimes you click shit on it. Dude, we, we were in Cancun, yeah. and I had a message from Sonny that was really funny, and I showed him on my watch. He's like, no, he thought I was showing him the stats <laughs> of the fight. Uh, it, it's like It that. does ruin it, though, if you know the outcome. Right. It's like, fuck, dude, I want to watch it. Dude. Well, the best part was when you uh, messaged Dana White, right. and you're like, dude. Dude, the, when they started the contract with ESPN, and I come back to the hotel room after the show to watch the thing, and I go, I go to the ESPN plus uh-huh. on demand the thumbnail for the fucking event would be the guy celebrating oh, that he won fuck. and so I messaged Danny I'm like dude I'm coming I'm coming shit. to the fucking page because I'm I want I want to watch it and it's telling me Who are you and, and so that so yeah dude so I got it fixed got, oh no way they actually <laughs> yeah, changed dude, it Dana, that's Dana, was Dana, that's good. Dana, Dana said, he said, I just screenshotted this and sent it to the that's president of ESPN funny, and the number two at Disney, and it was fixed that's after that. That's sweet. <laughs> that's actually good. That was pr- you probably saved a lot of people from going, fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. Awesome, man. Well, dude, fucking uh, thank you for breaking yes, up thank your you camp for having for this. Me come up. Yeah, right and, on. That was uh, fun. Fuck yeah. I'm glad because yeah. I know we talked about it last time you were on our pod. You said next time you come down, we're doing the pod, and I was, it was pumped dude, for us. So, yeah, it, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, dude. Fucking hell yeah, everybody. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, dudes. So let me tell you guys one thing that means so much to me. On this tour, I have met so many people who identified themselves to me as being part of the street team. I know I haven't said it in a while, but dudes, those of you who watch the whole podcast stick around to the very end you do mean so much to me and how about all the people who posted their fucking spotify thing saying your number one podcast that you listened to the most was steve-o's wild ride you've listened to 70 some episode for a total of 5,000 minutes i think you guys are hearing me say this i love you thank you so much man I never knew podcasting was going to work out so well. I honestly didn't think my life would work out very well. And here, my life is pretty awesome, and I have you guys to thank for that. So let's get on stage and kick some ass, and hopefully I see you on this bucket list tour. Yeah, dude.